0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to HC Conversations, the podcast where we do ridiculous things and hopefully add some sort of value to your life. <laughs> but I'm not sure if we value do a little bit. <laughs> value a little bit, ridiculousness very much. Uh, it's good to be back for another conversation today. I'm back here with my comrade, my amigo, my buddy, my pal.
1: Paul. It's fun to watch you like struggle, like find the words right now. <laughs> you
0: know, whenever you're not trying to think of a word, you just can't. Well, like when you're not like they've just come to, to your head, no problem. But then when you're actually trying to think of what's what, what are other words for friend? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> I can't think of any. But Paul's back after a week off on vacation. So. That's Right. So how was your week?
1: It was great. So this was uh, the first time traveling. Gosh, since I think 2018 was the last time I was on an airplane. Because there were some things scheduled for 2019 for work that got canceled. And then there was supposed to be a trip in the spring that got canceled, too. Of oh, course. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my first time on a plane since uh, COVID hit, and uh, really not that much different. Um, it was interesting, though, seeing how people traveled. Because uh, some of the people, some of the things that I saw, I'm just like, why <laughs> Why are you even traveling? Like somebody in a Tyvek suit. Um, okay, if you're that afraid, why are you traveling? Um, let alone there's pretty much no data that supports people getting sick from flying, getting COVID from flying. And actually, you know, felt a lot safer on a plane because it's, it's cold right. and flu season and everybody had a mask on. Everybody so you didn't have rules. to worry about that person that's hacking like a couple seats in front of you. Um, you know, that they're sanitizing the planes between uh, all the flights. Um, so overall, it was a good experience um, flying. Great vacation, just nice to be someplace warm, even though it's pretty warm here when we left, um, but just to have no agenda, just relax, to turn off the devices. Um,
0: I really appreciate yeah. you jumping on this podcast and just making all of the rest of us jealous that you got to take a vacation where it was warm and you were relaxing and... Thanks eating
1: ice cream almost every day Or some sort of dessert
0: Yeah And also you told me Ice cream every night Almost, almost.
1: Unless the restaurant almost. had key lime pie
0: Oh, okay <laughs> Dessert every night And every day for breakfast French toast made out of like cinnamon rolls
1: Right Yeah
0: Yeah So Paul's back He gained 50 pounds I, I gained on vacation I gained 50 pounds <laughs> I got rid of
1: my beach, my beach bot And embraced my dad bot on vacation Yeah <laughs> Uh, I went to the beach to find my dad bod, is that what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> uh, but no, it was great, really uh, good to be back, um, I think, although vacation's never long enough. Wish I could be gone for a couple more weeks, or at least another week to uh, just completely unwind.
0: To recover from your vacation? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool, I'm glad so, you had a good time.
1: How was your, your week?
0: It was normal and uneventful, pretty much, I mean nothing like just just the usual just yeah. the usual um i guess the only thing different was we didn't have physical gathering church yesterday yeah or our on, on, our on-site experience or mm-hmm. our on-site right we service. did online services but online no on-site only. services yeah i mean and that was cuz we had some like covid concerns uh not that anyone's like sick necessarily with COVID, but you know, people that were working at at work like, Hey, I may have been around some people that have had it. And some people had like a sniffle or snore sore throat, that kind of stuff. It's like, well, I'm not really sure. And it kind of got to the point where we're like, we're not sure if we even have like the volunteers to pull, to pull off a service. Um, because we're like, yeah, y'all, you need to stay home. (laughs) Uh, and then I was like, well, even if we do have the volunteers to do a service, I don't know that we have anybody that would come to the service. So, but that's okay. Um, Talked about this before, I'm like okay, the church is not Sunday, Sunday, morning. Sunday service. Sunday yeah. service is something we do, and the gathered church will always exist. Like, you you can't have. I'm not. I'm not like a proponent of. Uh, you can do church completely digital. There's mm-hmm. a a group of people that are pushing that, like church. Yeah, you can just do it all online. I'm like, you can do content online. Right. You can do some sorts of learning and uh, some very surfacey kind of community stuff online. Like you can kind of connect, but like the church at its core is people gathered together. Um, but that doesn't have to be on a Sunday morning in a building. Right. Um, so, yeah. We didn't have we didn't have our Sunday, our our physical service. But I'll just preach for a second and say, church ain't closed. Uh-uh. right. <laughs> it's never closed. Uh, but yeah, so that was, I guess that was the only thing that was different about my week. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of, I won't say fun. I'll say fun like in a sarcastic kind of way, fun pulling that off because it was, you got back from vacation like, yeah, on Saturday. Well, first, so like Friday <laughs>
1: afternoon or Friday morning, I just texted Phil. Just wanted to let him know, hey, I was praying for you this week. Hope your week's going well. And that was not an invitation for him to start talking about church stuff. Okay. I did not text him the entire week because I didn't want to get... I'm to defend myself ...involved in church stuff. So in then, my defense. So then I got a text from Phil like... About what are we going to do for hey, church? Hey, what are we going to do for church? There's like this, 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 and this.
0: Here, in my, I, in my defense, I thought you were traveling on Friday because... I had you had gone dark the entire week, okay? Like you were on social. I wasn't liking anything on you weren't Facebook. Liking, you were on social media. I got no text, message, like got nothing. And and uh Carrie even. Included us in like a little group message and you didn't respond to that. Hey,
1: you didn't either. I know but I, I, <laughs> I wasn't wanting to blow up your
0: phone because I know I'm like Paul's on vacation. He doesn't want to be bothered and so so whenever You open that door and text on Friday. I thought that meant oh vacation must be over
1: mind you I sent Carrie pictures of tortoises,
0: okay Well, I didn't get any pictures of tortoises because you don't care about turtles. That's true. I don't <laughs> uh, our, our our listeners know that Carrie likes turtles if they listen I know. last week. I know <laughs> so that's just funny that that happened um but so I'm thinking, oh, maybe you're you're traveling on Friday. I'm thinking you're sitting in the airport and you're like, I'll finally start catching up and getting my phone back out. So I'm like, oh, you know, he's got his phone. He's okay with this. I'm so, all right, it's just I was not intending to ruin your last day of vacation.
1: You didn't, actually.
0: I know, but just saying. Okay. So anyway, though, but it was just it was like, okay, well, you guys got back on Saturday. Yeah, three o'clock. Or three o'clock. into on the Saturday, driveway. And. I'm still trying to figure out like, okay, are we going to have people and I I was texting a few people that are like, Hey, I may have been around some people or, Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got some symptoms. I got tested, but I don't know the results yet. Like that kind of thing. Uh, And I'm like, well, you stay home, stay home. I'm like, I don't know if we can do this. And I'm like, I don't even have Paul around to bounce ideas off of. And it was like uh, four or five o'clock on Saturday. Probably. We finally said like
1: not long after we'd gotten home. And well, I, text, four, yeah, time I time text you. I was like, made the decision. Hey, so what are we deciding? What have you decided for church tomorrow? I'm like, I'm and so then there's like a lot of back and forth texts. So it's probably,
0: probably like four between four and five that we said, all right, we're right. not doing it. We need to contact people who had registered for the service or, you know, who'd be volunteering. And I'm like, we got to pull together like a completely online service now by tomorrow morning. So that was that was fun. And hey, I mean, I'm not trying to toot our own horn, but I was like, I thought it turned
1: out pretty good. For, I did too.
0: <laughs> I came into the to church at like uh, 7 yesterday morning and recorded the message and stitched everything together. And you recorded some audio on your phone the night before and sent that to me. And I'm like, "Oh, give me like a, a video to lay this over. And like, we'll just do it. <laughs> Maybe we should do that every week and just be like. See, it's, you know, it's like back in the, I don't know if anybody else was like this, but whenever I had like papers to write, you do your best work the night before they're due. Pretty much. <laughs> so maybe that's how
1: we should do church. Even though like I'm fairly organized and I would try to get started on my papers early, okay. I wouldn't actually start writing until See? like yeah, that's it, <laughs> the that's, day before. That's how I feel like the service <laughs> like, went though too. Like, okay, I've got the... like three days to get this done, but the bulk of the writing actually gets done like the day before.
0: Like I had the sermon was written and it was ready to go earlier in the week and I mean technically worship was ready but then we ended up not being live so we just right. took an old song that we had, had recorded before it's like okay everything's kind of there all the ingredients are there but you don't start cooking until the night before I don't know that we should stop talking about that now so, anyway that that was the only thing so that's, that's what happened uh,
1: yesterday oh I forgot to mention I don't know if last week whatever no I wasn't here last week um Zrebbable turned three.
0: Yeah, I I did see that. Zerubbabel
1: is my sourdough starter that's been around for three years with yeast from our house.
0: Zerubbabel had two children that resided in the Rittenhouse home as well, and they both died. (laughs) What the heck? I've given
1: starters to other people, and I don't know if they're still alive I don't bake enough.
0: Like, I'm just like, ah.
1: See, we don't buy bread for sandwiches. I make bread every Saturday.
0: I might get back into it in the winter. So, like, last winter. Oh, yep. And into this spring, I baked a lot. I was cooking a lot more, um, especially with, with COVID. Everything was shutting down. I'm like, well, I got time. I'll bake. And there's some places you can't find bread on because people are like, like oh, no, prepper time. I got to go buy all the bread. Um, but then like spring came and like mowing season started and stuff. And I just, yeah, the time to be able to, to bake kind of went away. But now it's going to be winter. And it I'm doesn't like,
1: take much time. That's one of the myths that people have about making food at home that it takes a lot of time. It really doesn't take that much time.
0: It takes more time than what I would normally spend doing nothing.
1: It's true. <laughs> <laughs> just like work it in with other things that are happening throughout the day. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not so. set
0: up to do it quickly. Either.
1: Yeah, cuz you don't have a stand mixer. If I had a
0: stand mixer, I'd bake bread all the time. But yeah. I'm just like every time I go to bake bread, I'm like it's really good, but I'm like I got to mix this. I got to knead it by hand. Which takes time. Yeah, and then does. the cleanup time is longer than two, because then, like, my counter is floured and, like, Right. It's like, so, oh, like, man. for
1: me, the. You just dump it in and turn it on. <laughs> and the bowl and the beaters can go on the dishwasher.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a dishwasher. You just stick it all on the so dishwasher
1: it's like, and it's ready to go. So, this Rebel Bull turned three. Uh, he is now registered in the International Sourdough Library. So, if they're ever looking for a whole wheat sourdough starter with a certain flavor profile, they could request. Zerubbabel to be in their library for eternity. So, so is not I'm, mature yet. I can't say I'm surprised. He's got two more years until he's a mature starter. Then they could want him.
0: I can't say that I'm surprised that that library exists. Although it's strange. I also can't say that I'm surprised that your starter is in it.
1: It's not in <laughs> yeah. it, it's registered well, it's with registered. it. It's on the map.
0: Um, you know, last last week, I don't know if you listened all the way through, like I did. You said that, you know, you, you planted a fig a fig tree and have one, one in my other. yard too. And, you, and I'm like, hey, anybody knows Paul, no one would be surprised by that. And like, I feel like the same thing right now. No one is surprised right now. If they know you that of course there's a sourdough starter named is and It's, it's registered in the library. <laughs> That's exciting though.
1: The oldest one I think in their collection is like four or 500 years old. Whoa.
0: Do people still bake from it? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Does the taste change as it gets older?
1: Uh, it can up to a certain point.
0: I, I nobody knew listening today they were going to learn so much about sourdough. So
1: we can move on. We can't. What do we move on to? It's a fun, unique, I guess, hobby that I've it dove is. into three years ago and have just continued to to love because bread should taste good. It should, and, and it should be good for you. Yes, and not made with quick yeast. That's not good for you. That's true, so. but.
0: And, and you know many people have reaped the benefits of your hobby because I know sometimes you, I mean, I you, share. you just got more baked goods than you can sometimes handle and so it's like hey look I made cinnamon rolls or here's a loaf of bread or here's some waffles or I
1: don't, I I don't know what know. else I've shared you I know. make a lot of stuff with pretzels? my starter I made, pretzel made pretzels I made
0: sourdough pretzels and brought them to our small group Yep.
1: alright let's move on All right, so we want to talk about uh, an interesting podcast that we both listened to this morning. It's the Bible Project podcast. It is. Um, it was you, really good. Today. It, it, I mean, they're always they're really always good. really good. But if you haven't uh, listened to the Bible Project or subscribed to them, go to your favorite podcast podcap podcasting app and uh, subscribe. Give them a listen. Check out the YouTube channel because they make really great videos that help still biblical themes and ideas in a way that they're easy to understand. Um, I would
0: just side note for the plug: I would say it is the best resource available right now. Oh yeah, for like I agree. biblical study at a uh, like a layperson right, kind accessible.
1: of accessible. If you want to go deeper, they do have some seminary level classes that yeah. are free.
0: And the podcasts get pretty a little like deeper and they can Bible nerdier, yeah, they can but get like nerdy. but like the videos that they do, they're just like. They're three to five minutes, like, cartoon explainers, and it's like, oh, it's so good.
1: Yeah. So check out The Bible Project. Do it. Um, So we listened to their podcast this morning. They started a, a new series talking about the family of God. Aren't you glad you're a part of the family of God? I am. Do you want to sing it? I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Okay, that's
0: enough. We're done now.
1: But there's more. I know there's a whole song, but we're good. Kind of
0: good, <laughs> but that's what it was about. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it good. Was, it
1: was really interesting because they shared some uh, some research on just the global church and how there's two billion—that's billion with a, with B, a B. Christians worldwide. Yes. So there's seven like, like McDonald's seven point,
0: billions and billions served. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so there's like seven point one or seven point two billion people on Earth right now two billion of those people would be considered Christians or followers of Jesus.
0: Just let that, the magnitude of that settle in. That's like almost a third. I don't know. It's probably like twenty-eight percent or something. I'll do the math real quick. You keep talking.
1: So that makes Christianity the most, the largest and most diverse religious movement ever in the history of the world. And that flies in the face of, um, you know, people that try to say that Christianity isn't, that diverse, uh, that we need to embrace other religions. Which, yeah, I think we should be open to other religions. But at the same time, they're not nearly as diverse and beautiful as what the Christian church is.
0: Let's pause for a second, and can we just recognize my incredible ballparking ability right there? Because it is twenty-eight percent, and I was like, it's probably about twenty-eight percent. It's about twenty-eight percent of the world's population. Well, good Christian.
1: job, Phil. Thank you. I'm, you. That's like the highlight of my you remembered day, some math.
0: I didn't do the math. I was just like, man, nah, it looks <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyway, sorry for interrupting, but I was, I was impressed with myself. So,
1: <laughs> Two billion people worldwide. Um, and the interesting thing, then they broke it down into, uh, based on continent and region, um, the highest numbers of, of Christians. Let's pause for a second. Fixing my, his my microphone. Mic
0: keeps, let's, let's trivia. Like, let's give people a second to think. What do you think is the highest population? Which, what, which continent do you think is the most Christian? Antarctica. 'Cause it wasn't what I thought it's it was. Penguins.
1: Going to be. It's penguins. Christian penguins.
0: <laughs> I've heard I've heard that that's a that's a big that's a big thing.
1: Uh it, it wasn't the continent that I thought either. Yeah. Um I thought it would be Latin America or Africa. Africa, 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 South America, South America. <laughs> We're quoting Paula White remix from her yes. prayer. Um Surprisingly, it's still Europe. It is, which everybody's like the church in Europe is dead. There's not that many churches, not that many Christians. But Europe's a big place though. Europe is very big and it depends on how they defined Europe too. Geography of Europe. <laughs> I have a minor in geography.
0: <laughs> Woo. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was like it was still Europe. And then number two South America. Or Latin America, Latin America, right? America like a, uh, which would include Central, like Central America, South Central America,
1: and then Africa, Africa, and then number four, Asia, Asia. Who wasn't on the list? Who North America, North
0: America, the United States and Canada, <laughs> but North America is not on the list. Greenland, for, uh, Greenland's part. I guess it's I part of North it. America yeah, it's just yeah. up there. Yeah, well, all like <laughs> ten people that live right. in Greenland. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and I, know, I found that fascinating. Uh, on, on one level, just because as Americans in general and American Christians, we are so America centric mm-hmm. that we think, well, whatever ha- is happening right here, like within the church specifically, like this is this is like this is the hub of Christianity. It's not even close. <laughs> it's like not even close to being the hub of Christianity. Right.
1: I mean, I've always heard of you know churches and like. Africa and Asia sending missionaries and praying to send missionaries to the United States. And we're like, no, we need to go to these other countries. And it sounds like they're doing quite well Well, that we could maybe use some yeah. missionaries.
0: Yeah. And it's just, the, the church in America is declining. It's, it's getting smaller. Um, and I, it seems like a lot of Christians want to blame the culture for that. Yeah. Arr, it's a secular culture. It's so bad. Yeah. We need to look in the mirror. It's not the culture's fault. It's our own fault. Right. Um, And the American church, and this is part of the reason, is far more American than it is Christian.
1: Right, because the church has gotten in bed with the state or the government and tried to Christianize or nationalize Christianity, I should say. And from what I can tell, they've done a pretty good job.
0: Yeah, and and this is why for so many American Christians like we can't even imagine um what like a a version of faith or how faith would be practiced that doesn't have like our American flavor to it. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, cuz a- a- anywhere you go, it's going to be that way. Like you're going to have a church that is reflective of the culture, but yeah, it's just like it's not all about us. Right. Which and is that, be encouraged by that yeah. if you're a Christian living in the United States, which I'm sure probably all of you who are listening to this. I don't think we have an international audience. Maybe. I don't think so. Not yet. That's, that's the goal. Let's see if we can <laughs> go international. Um, but be, yeah, be, be encouraged by that. Because even though you may see, oh, no, people are less Christian or whatever, you know, the faith is fading away or the church is dying. It's not. No, it's, it's actually growing.
1: growing. And it's a beautiful thing because whenever we look at our American-centric church, it's very homogenous. It's not that diverse. But When you look around the world... The church is incredibly diverse, and it's not that people are losing their culture and their identity as they become Christian. No, that their identity, their culture is enhanced as image bearers of God, because it gives a more accurate and complete picture of God that all cultures, all nations, every tongue, Mm -hmm. language is needed to give us an understanding of who God our Father is. And so it's going to be exciting over the next, decades yeah. to see more scholarship come out of those other countries, other other continents, African scholars and Latin American scholars, instead of just a lot of Western white male scholars.
0: Yeah. I mean, most of if you, you pick up a theology book from the past, I don't know, several hundred years, you're reading someone that's...
1: And mostly German.
0: Yeah. say so a lot of German scholarship <laughs> um, from like the time of the Reformation and stuff. And then now you've got a lot of scholars and some in America, a couple actually in like the... England, mm-hmm. or Britain, or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's going to be. You, you can't get away from your bias. Like you're going to, you're going to write from, like you're going to import some of your world experience and worldview into your interpretation of mm-hmm. the text. You can't get away from that. And the goal isn't to get away from it, but it's it's to get a more, uh, a broader view. And so, as right. some scholarship comes out of places like you said, Latin America and Africa, it's gonna be like, wow, there's going to be an entire part of. Of the church, an entire view of of Jesus that we're actually missing right. that we get to see more of. So that's pretty cool, uh, and it's going to continue. Yeah, the that on the podcast they talked about this trend that by twenty twenty five, so four years from now, that the number the most Christian continent is going to be um, Latin America. I guess that's not a continent. It's kind of is it two continents? Is Central America part of South America? Or North? No, America? No, it's part of North America. Okay, well, so yeah, but uh, Latin America is going to be the most christian part of the world and number two is going to be africa and then by like 2050 it's going to be africa number one mm-hmm. by a long shot right um, because the church is exploding there it's growing like crazy uh so that's just i don't know that, that that's encouraging yeah, that's it cool it's like hey like this is something that god is doing don't for a second think that hey the church is dead and Christianity's dead and jesus isn't still doing stuff he absolutely is it may not be happening in your own backyard Now this is going to get a little preachy, but I think he still wants to do something in your own backyard. Mm, mm -hmm. And if he's not, we don't need to look to God and we, or what we do need to look to God. We don't need to look like, look at God like, Hey, why aren't you doing this? Or look at our culture and blame our culture. We need to look ourselves in the mirror and say, if it's happening other places and it's not happening here, it's, it's, it's on the church, right? It's It's on the church. It's It's because we've
1: done something. Um, yeah, it's maybe it's time for us to, to look in the mirror and, uh, recognize the sins that we have committed uh, and trying to to Christianize our government um, and instead making that an idol instead of lifting up Jesus and embracing him and truly following him.
0: We've kind of tried to Christianize everything. It's like if if we can Christianize the government, if we can Christianize the culture, if we can Christianize media, if if we can... It's almost like if you can Christianize all the elements surrounding your life, you don't actually have to be Christian. Right. Like, I don't easier. actually have to follow Jesus if all these things around me are already Christian-y. Right. Um,
1: and I think part of that is because we think that, you know, we're that, that shining star, the city on a hill, that holy nation. <laughs> and we've forgotten that there's other nations that yeah. uh, maybe America and the American church isn't. I mean, we didn't even make the list for, which was, for top Christian countries.
0: That quote was, that was a quote from a Ronald Reagan speech that he took from a, was the pastor's name that came over with like the, the Puritans or the Pilgrims or um, Winthrop I think it was Winthrop John Winthrop so that was from one of his sermons or something that he wrote on the boat over here which he hijacked from the words of Jesus and ripped them completely out of context <laughs> Jesus was not talking about America right but anyway um, what else was there something oh on that podcast like something else that was just it was cool is just you know Tim talked about being in Israel and going to this church that had like the Lord's prayer and like Hundreds of different languages, and just having that realization of that moment of this thing is—it's global. It's mm-hmm. the most diverse religious faith, what community in world history. It is not just a European centric, American centric. I was like, no, it is. And, and there's there's the image of God to be found in all of those right. cultures. Then mm-hmm. that you know, one of the criticisms is white Jesus, like the paintings, which they're they're you know. It, historically speaking <laughs> Jesus was a middle Eastern man. Okay. So yes, he did not look like white Jesus. Um, but they, he, they made the point in the podcast that every culture does that, that you go into all these different cultures, ethnicities, races, you know, whatever. And they, for the, those that are Christians have portraits of Jesus and it looks like them. Great. Um, and so while we know, okay, historically that's not accurate, but there's something to be said that that idea that, um, you know, Jesus does relate to each of us, mm-hmm. that he is a brother to us. And so, but if all we have is our picture of it, then we're missing all these other facets yeah. and, and pictures of who Jesus is. So it's, it's exciting times for mm-hmm. the church. It's not doom and gloom. It's not, again, this is, this is a strictly American theology that's coming out lately about like, we're in the end times. We, well, te- okay, technically we've been in the end times since Jesus was here the first time. Right. But like, there's this this push like, oh, things are so bad right now, and so this is the end of the world. And it's like, no, 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 wait a minute. Things are so bad. and Actually, they're not that bad. It's like, You think things are bad in America right. and in the American church. But actually around the world, the message of Jesus is, is going out and changing lives and the church is exploding. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's, there's brighter days ahead. Yep. There's, Okay. Um, Hey, as we wrap this thing up, we would really just love to wish you a happy Thanksgiving because it is the week of Thanksgiving when we're recording this. You may be listening to it at a different time, but Thanksgiving 2020, which will certainly look different for many people Mm -hmm. uh, than what we probably anticipated it looking like originally. But
1: yeah, so have a happy Thanksgiving, however, you are celebrating this year. Um, Be safe, be smart, continue to to follow. Um, you know, guidelines of what we're supposed to do social distance, wear a mask, uh, wash your hands. Mm. That's just good stuff to do regardless of COVID. Yeah, just wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> Please just wash your hands. Um, and we'll see you back here next week as we
0: talk about, talk something, about else something else. We, we don't, don't know what.
1: We'll see what happens this week.
0: Have a good week, everyone.